All right, places, everyone. Quiet on the set. Curtains in five. Welcome back to Footlights, a community theater podcast from the Quad Cities. I'm Jaren Michelle. Oh, and you're so perky, and I'm Chris Hicks. <laughs> and today we have a guest that I have been trying to get on the podcast for quite some time now. I told, just told him I'm his new groupie. In the past few months, like maybe six months, he has directed Natural Shocks at the Black Box Theater. He's acted in Hello, Dolly! at the Black Box. He's acted and done light design for Mockingbird on Main for um, The Glass Menagerie. And he's just wrapping up uh, light, no, set design and construction and something else? With lighting design. Lighting design at Playcrafters for Little Women. Drum roll, please. Our guest is Roger Pavey, Jr. Yay! Thank you for being in the studio today, Roger. Thank you for having me. Other fun fact, um, Roger, I have not seen, not spent or seen you for an extended period of time since you were maybe 12 and I was like 16 or 17, maybe. I don't know what ex- the exact yeah. age gap is between us. But we went to uh, the same youth group when we were, y- I, I was going to say youngins, but y- younger, we're still youngins, youngerins. Um, and like it's, like, it's kind of surreal, like seeing you in the studio today, because like you, you're like the same, but so dip- like we're grownups now. Yes. And it's very, it's <laughs> a little weird, but it's cool. I'm excited. Yeah. And I forgot to mention that. Roger is just will just be starting his senior year at Augustana College when the fall term comes up, which makes his accomplishments all the more amazing. Oh, you, thank you. You really have. You've done a lot in what feels like such a short amount of time. And re- I like I also want to say, like, really speaks to the opportunities that young like theater kids have living in the Quad Cities. Like, it's really kind of incredible and special how much experience you can get uh, in this area. And um, the incredible theater program at Augustana College uh, are, so are you, are you, tell me like what your degree will be in when you graduate. Yeah. So right now I am a theater generalist major, um, at Augustana we have different concentrations, but I chose generalist cause I just am interested in all of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm also getting a degree in graphic design and a minor in film. So, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work on, do you have like crazy busy semesters? Is that a lot of work? A little bit. Um, it's, it gets crazy sometimes, but I think it's worth it. And when you were talking about getting opportunities, I think Augustana is so great because if you really put in the work to seek those opportunities and make the most out of it, you can really do anything you want. And I've really gotten so much out of my time in Augustana because of that and in the community. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Augustana's theater department has been feeding the local community theater Quite copiously, I am so impressed by what I've seen, especially at Black Box. And can I go ahead, or did you have something you wanted to say? Oh, please proceed. Oh, (laughs) because my first real exposure to your talent was Natural Shocks at Black Box, which you directed at your tender age, and I was so impressed with that. So, was it your idea, let me give some background to our listeners. This is a, a show, a one-woman 
show. But it was performed by four different actresses mm-hmm. of different age, ethnicity, et cetera, et cetera. Was that your idea? It was me and Laura's idea. Um, we we were talking about the play early on, and she asked me to direct it. Um, and we were just talking about the themes, and we kind of came up with the idea together. Most of it was we wanted to highlight, give more opportunity to more people instead of just one person playing it. Mm. Um, but then when we started talking about the themes, we just kind of went... Let me restart that sentence. <laughs> um we wanted to give opportunity to more than one actress, but when we were discussing the themes of the show, we thought it would be um, beneficial to include more than one person because of what the show talks about as far as um, women's rights and gun ownership in the United States and what that means for multiple people's experiences versus just one person's. And I loved that because it gave it a universality because it's such a wide, both of those issues are such widespread and it was just brilliant the way you did it. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I can, I can see how, you know, having different people with different, under different demographics, even though they're saying the same words that, that change, that like changes it and loads it with different uh, those different histories and different perspectives and different um, like intersectional feminist issues. Uh, that's so that was a, that was brilliant. I love I love that choice. Thank you. So tell so from I can rem- I remember you like vaguely you know as a, a a young middle schooler early high schooler and I feel like the fact that you're a theater person now is absolutely no surprise. You've always had that performative streak. I feel. Um, tell me about your like get going. In, let's let's start with like going into high school. Like you know where you're like where the trajectory of your life sort of went. Tell yeah, me your like, story. Where did the theater bug bite you? Yeah. So. I was seven years old, and um, my dad uh, signed me up for classes, theater classes at Davenport Junior Theater, and I spent most of my childhood there. Um, I was involved in 30-plus productions as a kid actor at Junior Theater. Oh, my and that's, God. Did you yeah. say 30? Yep. Three zero? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Uh, around that number. Uh, and it was that's where I just like spent my whole childhood, and I learned everything about theater from the people over there, and it was just... I think the biggest thing that it taught me there was just being bold on stage. I think I get a lot of compliments for how fearless I am on stage. And I think that is due to the fact of my time at junior theater. Um, So I spent my time there in my childhood. And then around uh, mid-high school, I started getting involved in my high school's theater department. I went to Pleasant Valley High School. Um, I forgot you. I forgot we went to say high school too. Yeah. Except I don't think I don't think our time there overlapped. I don't think it did. No. Um, Which is a shame. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I was I went in mostly being an actor, but my high school theater director just threw me a tech role uh, for sound design once, and I didn't have any experience in it. And he just he was like, I thought I think you'd be great at this, and then I started. Okay. What was the show? It was called She Kills Monsters. Oh, I forgot they did. Was it Mr. Myatt? Was Mr. Myatt still there? He was, yes. When you were there? Okay, yeah. yeah. I lo- I've had him for speech. I didn't get involved in the theater at PV, um, but I did have him for speech class, and I, yeah. I really liked him a lot. Yeah, he, he was, was great. Um, so he just gave me a tech role, and I didn't have any experience in it, and here I am doing a ton more tech now. So that kind of just started me on the tech route, and I entered college um, with the goal in mind of being a director or an actor, but then since 
since my freshman year at Augustana, I've just blossomed and gone on so many different routes. And it's been really cool to explore all those opportunities. Um, so that's kind of where I am right now, just doing it all. Yeah, you're 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 so young. You don't have a lot of history to <laughs> to share with us. So was that part of why um, was Augustana like your first choice? Um, it was one of my only things I applied to. I graduated during COVID, so I had kind of a, like oh gosh, that's right during yeah twenty twenty. I I had just finished directing a show at PV. It was my first big directing gig, and then a few weeks later, everything shut down. So we we were able to perform the show. Um, but then I, j- it just, everything stopped. So I, my college applications were a little up in the air, but, um, I'm really glad with my choice in retrospect. And I'm, I think it was the right fit for me just because of how liberal artsy I am as a person. So <laughs> yeah, Augustine, Augustine has got a great, got a great program. Tell me about, so then did you do your first, would that have been your first two years of college? Like during the pandemic? Yeah. Talk about that. What was that? How can you like? do theater during a pandemic <laughs> yeah. when everything is shut down? It was hard. Uh, I was <laughs> fortunate enough to be on campus all four years. Well, I still have another year, so hopefully I'll be on campus for that. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> um, but I was fortunate enough to still do theater. It was a challenge for everyone involved. But one of my first productions, uh, actually my first main stage show at Augustana, we did a show called One Flea Spare. And it was about the pandemic in London in the 1400s. Uh, oh, how appropriate. Yeah. So that was really cool. And we did like social distancing on stage and had uh, clear masks on. So we were still able to do the show and it was just really topical. So that was cool. Um, but it was a challenge for sure, and we had to cut back on a lot of our productions. We had a couple canceled, so. Um, but I was still able to seek opportunities, and I think just since the pandemic has kind of subsided a little bit, I've been able to do a lot more um, in the area. Perhaps too much in the area. <laughs> but, uh, you absolutely astound me, and I don't know how you are upright because you should be exhausted, and taking on nourishment in the hospital or something. But, (laughs) (laughs) well, it had to be a huge compliment for Laura Adams to ask you to direct a show by Lauren Gunderson, who is such an amazing playwright. And, again, I'm just in awe of that, and I loved the fluid way you were able to switch out the actresses and it, and it was always a surprise <laughs> and it was like you were sitting there waiting to see when's the next one going to come out and how is it going to happen <laughs> oh that's right because they were it wasn't like each show was different actress it was they were all right they, how many were there four were there four, four of them yeah. and they were all present in the same mm-hmm. show i didn't get to see it unfortunately I've seen photos of the set for Little Women from the promotional photos, and I cannot wait to go see it this weekend. Talk about talk about that process. Yeah. I also did not ever think I would be a scenic designer, and there's all of these different things that I oh, would never have thought of coming to Augustana. And I, this past spring, I was the scenic designer for uh, Augustana's production of The Memo, which is an old uh, Czech play mm. by the first president of the Czech Republic. The play is about a made-up language that tries to make workplace more efficient, but it has the opposite effect. So it's all about this. Wow. It's it's kind of an absurdist comedy, but it oh, has a cool. lot of social commentary. Yeah. And we took it in the super futuristic route. So my set ended up being an all-white set with just geometric shapes all over the stage. And that was... 
That was really cool. So that was no, my I'm first. I'm sorry, I missed that. <laughs> Very Black Mirror. I like yes. that. Yes. Uh, and so that was my first scenic design. And since then, I've just been more interested in scenic design. So I uh, well, got a Little Women is about three light years away from what you just described. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that was really cool to get involved in that regard. And I've worked in the scene shop at Augustana all three years now. So I've had a lot of experience building sets, and I it was just a really cool challenge to uh, take what I learned from that and my design sensibilities and just take on a full production myself with, with the help of Kathy Graham and uh, other people at, at Playcrafters that helped me build yeah. that giant set. <laughs> yeah, that oh, set can is... Can I make a suggestion? Yes. But this is, like, really tiny because I'm one of those people that yes. are really picky. <laughs> well, that's how you know it's good, when you can be nitpicky. <laughs> Oh, well, exactly. I have to look for something to... Um, but the Ticonderoga pencils with the erasers on the end, cut the cut the pencil in half or break it or something. Because it's like I'm sitting there in the front row and I can see these erasers on the pencils. And it was just like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I wasn't the prop designer for the record, but that is a good note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the girls should also all be wearing stockings. Hmm. Not barefoot in their shoes. Mm-hmm. That would never have happened in in the Civil War era. <laughs> That's when you know you're a good theater critic. Is <laughs> when you notice <laughs> you point out things like, like that. that. <laughs> no kidding, because that set is dense. Like there's a lot happening yes. on that stage. Talk mm-hmm. about like what were some of those? What were some like challenges? Did you ever, did you yeah. have a moment where you're like, how the f am I gonna do this? <laughs> yeah, uh, most most of the process. <laughs> We really wanted to bring something, or I wanted to bring something different to the Playcrafter stage, just because I've noticed, not that, not that there's anything bad about this, but I've noticed a lot of the same rotation of flats and platforms being put on the stage, which works, but I think I just wanted to add something else to the stage and bring something new um, to the space. Well, their productions have been such that they don't need a lot of construction or whatever and this being in the era that it is is very busy Mm -hmm. because that's how the Victorian era was so I thought it was I just loved all the little little tiny things on the shelves and the and everything it was just really really well done thank you I can't wait to see it's too bad that by the time this comes out the show will have been over but oh well what are you gonna do thanks everyone for coming to see it (laughs) yeah thanks everyone who came to see it um so i want to talk about you as a director because that seems to be that if if, if, correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like that seems to be a little bit where your heart's at yes um i want to talk about the first show you ever directed and like how that felt to you and like what you're proud of yeah um the first show i ever directed was in high school when I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. I directed Sarah Rule's Eurydice, which is a spin on the Orpheus and Eurydice myth, oh. uh, where it takes place from uh, Eurydice's point of view, and it's a very different. It's a very poetic, lyrical take on the story. Uh, instead of going to a fire and brimstone underworld, she goes to a wet and murky underworld, and it's Ooh. all this poetic. It has a lot of like. Uh, symbols and motifs of rain and water and a lot of 
very interesting things that happen. And instead of focusing just on the romantic love, it also focuses on platonic love. And she actually meets her father in the underworld and has a relationship with uh, with him. And her decision to turn back and stay with her, or the whole thing with the myth is that she, they look at each other and then they have to part ways. Mm. Um, so her decision to turn back is actually for her father and not for the sake of leaving Orpheus. So that's just kind of a very small summary of the play, but it was really cool. And um, I was fortunate enough to have a budget enough to make a fully realized production. And it was really cool because I was able to capture my creative vision at such a young age in high school. And we had a working water system and we built a pulley system in our black box and we just were able to pull out all the the tricks for that. And it was just really cool. And um, I think my journey as a liberal arts theater student is indicative of my dreams of being a director because I think really good directors have experience in all the fields within theater and I think it's important to be so well-rounded and so understanding of all the elements of the craft and I think that's why I'm just so curious about all of these aspects of theater is because I think that's my director mind speaking for me Mm -hmm. and so yeah, I think that's my, I don't know, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I may offer, you strike me as being very intellectual because what you just described, you did in high school when most kids are still playing video games. <laughs> so what kind of periphery do you have that lends that um, perspective to what you do? Yeah, I think I've always, I've always been a very literary person, and I've always been a writer, and I think just tackling creative projects and percolations of theater projects in that regard uh, lends itself well to my creative visions for shows, and. I spend perhaps too much time in the theater, and I think just with all of the time that I've spent, I've really gathered ways to be a visionary for the stage. And I think that's... I also see the bigger perspective and the bigger vision um, in a different way than anybody else, and I don't know what that is. I just... I've always been told that I see the bigger picture in different ways, and I think, um, again, as a liberal arts student, that's just how my brain works, and I think that's really a gift of mine. Yeah, you seem to be uh, very observa- like observational. You're just, you're, you're, obser- you're observing all these different elements, and you're trying to have an eye on everything, and you're taking it all in, and you're, like, using that and learning from it. And, like, and, you know, when you're our age, like, that's, you know, people like you and I are supposed to be doing at this phase in our lives, and I think you're, you're absolutely doing that, and it's, it's showing. Um, you've done so much stuff and it's all been so creative and different um what was was natural shocks your first uh non-school director directorial debut it was yes i want to talk more about natural shocks and also (laughs) how did laura adams find you oh yes so um natural shocks was my first non-academic theater directing gig um my first also my first non academic theater gig was at Black Box Theater. It was for Ride the Cyclone, uh, which was which I did lighting design for, and that's a show about 
um, a freak roller coaster accident uh, <laughs> where the where a group of high schoolers um, are killed in a roller coaster accident and they are in purgatory and one of them gets to have their life back if they sing the best song. So that's, that's oh, basically that's the plot of it. so fun. <laughs> uh, so that was a fun one and I did lighting design for that and we have a lot of connections from Augustana to the Black Box Theater and she mm. found me through that. So I did lighting design for that and then um, since then I've basically light designed every show since that show. Or been involved with some of them. I had to take a little hiatus this summer just because I got involved with other theater companies. Um, but Laura's been really cool to work with in the Black Box Theater. It's just been, it's given me a lot of other opportunities outside of academia um, and taking what I learned from there and just applying it in my own way. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have another question for you because a little bell went off in the back of my head while you were talking and you said you've always written. Have you written any plays? Ah. Ah, look at the smile on his face. And when were you produce it? <laughs> I, okay, I have not finished a draft of a play. I have so many drafts and so many ideas for plays and I, I just need to find time to finish them. Uh, I am Felt. a yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fa- the the life of a twenty-something writer. I can re- I can relate very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do write quite frequently. I'm also a reviewer for the River Seas Reader. Right. Um, oh, and I know that. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah. You're doing everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell when me about do you it. <laughs> have time to go to school? Good question. Um, <laughs> um, I am also a reading writing tutor on campus, so I do have writing in my everyday life. Um, but yeah, eventually I will write my own show, and it will be amazing when it happens. But Do you ever sleep? Good question. <laughs> uh, I'm working on that one. <laughs> I worry about you now. It's all worth it, mostly. Talk about yeah. Talk about natural shocks. Talk about like, did you did you cho- you cho- did you choose the script or? Um, I did not. Laura Adams is a very, very big fan of Lauren Gunderson, <laughs> so she just wanted to produce another Lauren Gunderson, and she asked me to direct it. Um, I think one of the one of my biggest draws to the script is its connection to what I like to call socially conscious theater, mm. and I've had a recent knack for that kind of thing shortly before directing natural shocks i was the mc in augustana's production of cabaret okay Um, and that was just so cool and what i loved about that is just its connection to the audience being another character of some sort Mm. or being complicit in the action of the of the story and that's very similar to what happened in natural shocks and i think that's on my horizon as a theater artist of producing works that are really connected to social activism or just commenting on social social things. And my favorite type of theater is theater where people leave it and are still talking about it days later, whether yeah. it be something that something happened that was cool tech-wise or just the content of the story or even just changing the way they think about things, which I think was the case of both Cabaret and Natural Shocks. So I think that's one of the coolest things of both of those experiences. Tell me about what was something, what was, if you had to pick like maybe one or two, three things that you were most proud of with Natural Shocks, like what did you walk away with after that thinking like, oh, we, like I nailed that. I'm so, yeah. I feel great about that. Um, 
I think just the environment we built, it was very simple, but we really put a lot of detail into making it look like a basement. Oh, did you ever? <laughs> Ooh. We had a working sink. We had a, um, we had a water heater. We had just stuff everywhere. There was even a little puddle under the sink. There was indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I was so impressed with that. <laughs> so yeah, just making it feel real, like we were there with the character. Um, I think just the collaboration with the actresses. We had actresses of different experiences, and I think that was really cool just to work one-on-one with them. And it was a challenge as a director because I really had to work with just one actress, and they had to drive the story forward themselves. So I think Mm -hmm. that was a big accomplishment. And then just I was just really happy to show the Quad Cities my my theater work and I think that was just a really big milestone in my theater career was that show you're so low-key you have done so much you could be so arrogant if you want. <laughs> I'm trying not to be arrogant <laughs> good for you because that's my my biggest um thing that I hate in people is arrogance so so I'm I'm just I just I just bask in your glory oh thank you um, <laughs> Really? Uh, because you're so young. You've accomplished more by, I'm guessing you're 21 or 22. About to be 22 in September, yes. Yeah, so you've accomplished more in that time than I have at my age, which I'm not going to bring up because I do every time. I'm just a lot older than the two people <laughs> that are sitting in this room with me. It's kind of nice. Usually I'm much, much, much younger than the two people sitting in the room. So every once in a while it's nice to have someone closer <laughs> to my contemporary, age. contemporary, yes. <laughs> So let's talk about you as an actor. Tell me about, we mentioned uh, Hello, Dolly. Were you in Glass Menagerie or you? Yes. I was, yep. He was, okay. he was the gentleman caller. Yes, I was. <laughs> talk about some of your favorite roles that you've gotten to play. Oh, geez, that's a hard question. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, the MC is really up there. I was also in The 39 Steps in Augustana, which oh, is... Oh, I love The 39 oh, Steps. Oh, I wish I would have seen that. Yes. They did that out at Richmond Hill it's a couple a of years. Script. It is such a good script. I was one of the clowns. Cute. Uh, <laughs> so that was really fun. That was just a blast. Probably the most fun I've had on stage. Uh, people will not forgive me for this one, but I did it anyway. There was a scene where I had to eat mashed potatoes on stage, and one, I think it was the opening night, they fell on the floor, and I was in character, and I got down on the floor, and I lapped them up off the floor, and it just it just became a bit every night. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And oh then you're alive to tell the story. Yeah. That's so funny. And if that doesn't tell you the things I do for theater, I don't know what does. I um, love that so much. You got to commit to yeah, the bit, man. <laughs> and that's, hey, I also commit to bits, and I don't, you know, sometimes I don't know why I do things. But I love that so it much. It was fun. Um, there was that one. Um, I was in Macbeth by William Shakespeare oh, at Augustana. Who are you? you in Macbeth? I was Banquo and Macduff. I was double cast. Okay. Um, and it was probably the weirdest iteration of the banquet scene that you would you would ever see. I the concept for that scene for Banquo was well, first of all, the this show the take on the show was this very movement based um, contemporary movement based take on the story and the banquet scene had Banquo come on stage as a broken doll like basically in the form of how he was killed how he was murdered so I had like broken limbs and I was basically this broken doll on stage and I gave CPR to a turkey (laughs) 
so that was Why? that was great <laughs> and like snapped my own neck and all this stuff and it was so that was very interesting that sounds really yeah, cool it was fun um I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, there, there's been. I've played a lot of. Well, you got to work with um, uh, Shelley Cooper in I did. Hello Dolly, and mm-hmm. do you, and so I'm and I'm guessing you've gotten to work with her at Augustina before. Yeah. What was, was that? Talk about that. I I got to interview Shelley Cooper for a different podcast that we do on WVIK. Uh, cool. Go listen to Mark Zyla's podcast because um, she's so freaking cool, and yeah. I imagine it must be like so much fun to be a student of hers. Talk yeah. about that. That was, it was a really cool experience to act with her on stage. Like who else gets to say they acted with their professor? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess two other people in the cast did, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fair>. um, <laughs> but it was really cool. The faculty at Augustan are, have always been really supportive of us. And it's, I've, it was just cool to share the stage with her. Um, I also got to act with Jackie McCall in the glass menagerie. He used to be she used to be faculty at Augustana oh, okay. and the former artistic director of Mississippi Men Players. And a former student of Mr. Hicks. At, from Augustana? No, no. His, she was his junior high student. Oh, wow. Small town. <laughs> wow. What's that like acting with people who've taught you? It's, it's really cool. It was kind of weird at first, but it was cool to just come full circle with both of them and just... You know, they taught me things, and they've had my back this whole time, and it was just yeah. really cool to, like, share the stage with them and um, be at that level where I can be professionals with them, and it, that was just was, really cool. Did you feel a little reticent at first? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jackie and Shelley both just gave master classes of their performances, and it was just, I was just honored to be able to act with them in that regard, work with them in that regard, so. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. Yeah. So this is, we have kind of a unique opportunity here because you're just getting started. You've done, you have so much under your belt and yet still kind of getting started in your career. Can I ask, like, what do you want to be when you're grow, when you grow up? Like, what's, what's your, like, vi- your dream and vision Yeah, where do you life? go from Augustine? Oh, that's a big, that is Which a is a question that you get a lot when yeah. you're in your senior year of college. Yeah. Ooh, um, it's a question. Um, I don't know. Honestly, that's my answer. And it's, it's both terrifying and really awesome as a student who is involved in so much Mm -hmm. in so many different, there's so many different options of paths that I could take. And I don't, I get, sometimes I get into these thought bubbles of like, oh, I need to figure it out right now. But I just, I've just learned that I just need to take opportunities as they come and I don't have to have it figured out yet. Or I don't even have to have it figured out when I graduate. I'm just going to throw darts at the wall and see what sticks and that's that's my goal (laughs) as far as i I admire you for that too (laughs) no Um, that's a really good headspace to be in and i i wish like i wish i had give it had that like i wish i had known to give myself that freedom when Mm. i was a senior in college because i i still like at 26 i've been graduated for oh gosh three years now um and, you know, I still kind of feel like, in a way, I kind of feel like when you're playing a video game and you finally figure out how the game works and realize you've built your avatar wrong, <laughs> like, in a way that's not really ideal for the game is a little bit how I feel like these days. But I think that really is just, like, the best way to do it is just, like, give yourself the freedom to not know and accept that so much of life is not the decisions that you make, right? It's, like, yeah. the circumstances you find yourself mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. If you, what are some, what are some things that you like, you're like, oh, I know I want to do this at some point before I, before I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, 
He's just getting started, and you now you've got him dying. <laughs> I did Before not say. I'm done. I was very careful you to almost, not say the word you die. Did, though. <laughs> um, but I didn't. Y'all said that, not me. <laughs> but we all know what you meant. <laughs> oh gosh, I know I want to keep directing. Mm-hmm. I know I want to keep acting. I know I want to keep designing. So yeah. I guess that's everything. Uh, I also work in an administrative theater last summer I worked at Des Moines Metro Opera as the marketing intern um and on campus oh that's so cool it was it was pretty awesome uh and well that gives you a really different perspective on what goes on too that's true yeah uh and I also do all the graphic design and poster work for the uh, theater department at Augustana so I think as far as professional experience I have the most experience in marketing and graphic design for the arts um, I don't know if that's necessarily what I want to do, but that's the most experience I have and connections I have in the field right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also just have so many creative aspirations that I could take any path at this point, and I just, I don't know, I'm just going to see what happens. But like I said, that's both scary and kind of cool that I have so many different options as far as where I could go. Yeah. I think I, I think it's safe to say you're gonna go far, kid. Aww, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sure. Oh, for sure, it's so for cool sure. getting to like kind of like sit here and talk to you after you know after all these years. Like we, I don't, we never knew each other that well, no. right? Like I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, you were one of my kids, but like <laughs> it is, but it is really cool to yeah. you know like after just getting a glimpse of you as a middle schooler, like see like you've accomplished. So even when I like briefly knew you as a middle schooler you had already accomplished so much that I didn't even know about and it's just like it's just so like I can you have like you have a a very like cool collected like cerebral presence about you and I'm just I'm excited to see where you go and I would love to write your autobiography someday (laughs) thank you so much but you're a writer so you could probably do that (laughs) you could just do that yourself with what time because that's also something you did that's that's very true (laughs) thank you I I feel that um and I love I love that this thing that you seem to this thing that you seem to sort of be doing is like you you like to bring the audience you like to tell stories that the audience are is a is a part of you like to make the audience a part of a part not a part of the cast necessarily but like bring really bring them into the set and bring them into like inside of the story that's being told and then therefore leave changed and then bring it out bring that story out into the rest of the world mm-hmm. um and I, I i love that for you and i love that people like you are doing that because i i see that as such a catal like as such a catalyst for social change right that's part of why we do you know so we do social commentary theater right. um and i love that you're doing that and i think you're doing that extremely well and i'm excited yeah i'm just excited to see what you do like the farther you go into the world and Thank i'm you. excited that you're a part of our community for so sure. when you. you're a big star <laughs> she's going to say i knew you when in middle school <laughs> <laughs> what i would like to get into with you now is your the aspect of lighting design because I was I, and I know you collaborated with Tristan mm-hmm. Tapscott on uh, Menagerie Glass Menagerie, but that I was so impressed with that it was so it lent so much to the story the fractured lighting so. How did you get into that? How did you make that work? How do you, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah. So we were pleasantly surprised 
when we went into the Blackhawk College space, because we had we used the Blackhawk College space um, because of the unfortunate collapse of the building. Right. Um, we were pleasantly surprised by the amount of equipment they had in there, and it was really cool just to be able to take that story and put a filter over it in the way that we did. I think a lot of Tennessee Williams' work is always always includes this like filter that you view the story through, whether it, it, it there's just this cloud that's over all of his stories mm-hmm. and all of his work. And we kind of took that idea and ran with it, um, me, Alex, and Tristan, in the design that we had for the show. Um, so that was really cool to explore that aspect of it. And um, we started off with just wanting to make the world look distorted, but we had this idea of the glass shards being part of the the memory of the fractured memory of of how all the characters viewed the story and just the broken world that they that they lived in mm-hmm. through the show being a memory play. Yeah, that word fractured has come up a couple because we just interviewed um, Alex Richardson. Alex Richardson, can you talk like can you tell me like literally how you make lights? Yeah, do that's that? what I was looking yes. for. Yes, okay, that. okay. That's what I so meant by how do you do that? The answer instead of the. Uh, the pretentious answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were do- you were doing a great job on it, I, but I really want yes. the technical okay. side of it. Yes. So, lighting fixtures have this thing in them called shutters, mm-hmm. and they're basically uh, four th- four attachments on e- on each side of the light that you literally shutter in like window shutters, and mm-hmm. you create shapes with them. So you kind of create stencils or, like, templates for them to create, ah, to make okay. shape it with. Um, so we kind of just pointed all of the lighting fixtures at the stage and made the shapes that we wanted, and a lot of it was based on where the actors were standing and the, the zones of the stage that we wanted to focus on. Um, How long did it take you to accomplish that? Um, a little bit of time. <laughs> and it was a lot of, like, refocusing as we... And it was also hard because I could not wa- ever watch my own scene. Um, oh, right. But it was cool because... That's right, because you were in it and yeah, doing lighting design. Right. Oh, jeez. But my character doesn't come in until the last, like, 20 minutes of the show. So it was cool to be able to be designer for the first chunk of the show. Um, but it was a lot of watching the, sh- the show and seeing where we wanted to isolate the story and where we wanted to point the, right. the shafts of light to. Um, so that was really cool to world build like that. And... One of the phrases that Tristan gave me to kind of get, steer me in the right direction, he was just, he said, just Tim Burton it. Like, make the yeah. make the show look <laughs> yes. like it's right out of Tim Burton. And I was like, okay, I got you. So, and then I just kind of made jagged angles on the stage. And that was just, it was cool to work with people who, um, it was cool to work with Tristan and Alex because I think a lot of our, the ways we view theater as this holistic package of, aesthetic and just like this just seeing a work of art as a whole thing yeah was really cool and i think we all three think about theater in similar ways or at least with this show we thought about the the style of the show and what we wanted to accomplish in really similar ways so that was really cool to work with both of them and the whole cast i think the whole company was just really just stellar to work with that's awesome yeah what is a show like talk about a show that you're like someday I want to do this and I have a vision for it. Do you have like do you have anything that you're like it's just it's in my head and I'm just waiting for the opportunity to do so, it. So so many of them. Yeah, I was oh. gonna say maybe we need to add another couple hours on the podcast. <laughs> I oh my god, I cannot 
I cannot think of a specific one. I have a full, just a giant list of, if this also speaks to my insanity as a theater artist, I have lists upon lists of like what shows I want to do, what shows I want to direct, plays that I've read, different designs that I want to accomplish someday. And it's just kind of insane. But (laughs) like I, there are just so many different ideas that I have for a lot if of you could shows. I'm gonna ask you to just like pick one and nerd out I want to I want to mm. just like look into your brain for a sec <laughs> uh, well there's one but I don't know if I should talk about it because I'm stage managing it and that might be clump- like I'm stage managing the show in the fall and okay pick a different one <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm making uh, you do this Roger <laughs> I, now I'm trying to think pretend of we're one. at youth group again and I'm the boss <laughs> oh jeez Zach's, I don't I don't want to I don't want to go boss. I don't want to go to youth group I don't either don't make me <laughs> um okay I can do this I can talk about an upcoming project that I am doing yes instead. please okay. okay so this upcoming fall I am directing Harold Pinter's Betrayal at Augustana. Okay. Um, Harold Pinter is known for his... He has a very specific style that's all about the characters talk in mundane sentences. They just talk about... They talk in the style of how people would talk in everyday life. And a lot of his dialogue has a lot of pauses in between their, their speaking. And they just talk in grammatical errors and super simple sentences and at face value they don't, they're really not talking about anything and they all kind of dance around what they really want to huh, specifically in this show they all kind of dance around what they really want to say and there's a lot of subtext and hidden dialogue and hidden meaning in his work um betrayal is a love triangle between a married couple and the husband's best man and oh. the husband's best man cheats on the or hold on got that backwards the husband no hold on <laughs> see let me restart that it's okay. all it's it gets complicated <laughs> when you add a third person yeah uh, it's a love triangle between a husband a wife and the husband's best man and the wife cheats on the husband with the husband's best man spicy yeah so it's a love triangle this sounds like a hallmark movie <laughs> Honestly, it is a little bit, but it's going to be, it's going to be, like you said, very spicy. Um, And the cool thing about it is that it's played in reverse. So we see the characters and the story at the very end of the affair. And within the first like two minutes, you know what's going on. But then it unfolds and the audience is along for the ride in reverse. And it's not just about the marital betrayal, but it's about betrayal of oneself, betrayal of friendship, betrayal of X, Y, and Z. And it's really... It's really interesting, and it's very different for me because I wanted to challenge myself with a very simple script because I'm such a conceptual theater artist, but I really wanted to challenge myself with a really simple story, um, seemingly simple story, and just seeing how specific I can get with everything and like just honing in on one or two things and just really, really making it as high quality as I can. And yeah. I'm, I have ideas for what I want to do scenically, um, in telling the story a lot of Harold Pinter's work is takes place in enclosed spaces and it's Mm. just his style of work is in these like slightly off places that are just bare and it kind of speaks to like this echo of their lives being just empty and it's and so I want to do something scenically where that world gets moved and distorted where the walls are going to separate and then behind them is a wall of mirrors. So at the very end of the, of the play, at the very end of the play, which is the beginning of their story, it's 
it's just mirrors. So they're all really self-reflective and they see themselves in the, and they, they really see themselves in each other. But then as their story goes on, the, their world becomes more enclosed and they lose sight of themselves. But then obviously at the start of the play, which is their end of the, of their story, we see them with nothing to like look back on. So that's my concept. And I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, and, it sounds very, very interesting. And I want to be sure to see it. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be August. Yes. So y'all listening have heard it here <laughs> first. It's it, it's enough. It's far enough in advance that you can put it on your calendars now and have mm-hmm. no excuse for not seeing it. Opens it opens October 5th. <laughs> there you go. You've got like I'm writing a down. month and a half. You've got like a month and a half. What was the name? Betrayal? Betrayal by Harold Pinter. October and directed, 5th. Directed yes. by Roger Pavey Jr. And, you know, like I said, it is very out of my wheelhouse as a style. So if I mess up. Oh, well. That's interesting because... You know what? I have every confidence that you will not. Oh, thank you. That's also interesting because as you describe it and the way that you've sort of like talked about your style leading up to this, it seems very, like, it seems like a very sort of Roger show yeah. to me. Uh, like, yeah. very, very, he- very heady and cerebral yes. and reflective. And that seems, that seems very you. I think you're going to nail it. Oh, thank you. Um, and I'm also, I've also been entrusted at Augustana, which is really cool, and I'm honored to be able to do this. I've been entrusted with scenic designing two main stage productions there. Awesome. Um, with, uh, they're going to be big shows, and I'm really excited. Um, Can you tell me with the titles? Yes. <laughs> um, in the fall, uh, I will be scenic designing the musical, which is Nine, the musical by Mari Yetsen, and it's about a filmmaker and all of his women. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm guessing there's nine. Yeah, uh, I think so, yes. <laughs> that would make sense. Um, and then in the spring, I am scenic designing Our Country's Good, which is about um, prisoners of war on a ship who put on a play. Oh, cool. Um, oh, So wow. that'll be really cool. And I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of the, the world I want to build is just like seafaring ship I want to create. Um, well, maybe I shouldn't say that just in case it doesn't happen, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that'll be a really cool well, one. No, to end. you can say it because you say you're saying you want it to be. There we that go. Doesn't yes. mean it's going to be. There we go. Yes. Um, and then in the spring, I will be scenic designing our country's good, which will be probably my last project in the Quad Cities before I graduate, um, which is a big deal. <laughs> so I'm going to be oh going all out on that. Uh, you know, I well, I want you to fly and do the best <laughs> you can wherever you can. Yeah. I will dearly miss your talent in mm. our community theaters thank you for sure yeah yeah it's just sad because i i didn't get super involved in community theater until really this past year and there's just like so much to get involved with and so many theater companies that i can work with and i've really enjoyed this past summer especially just working with more theater companies and collaborating there and it's it is going to be sad to leave the area eventually. I mean, maybe I'll stick around. I don't know. But my goal right now is to get out there and see the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's been really cool to collaborate with just such a rich and lively arts community. And, you know, I can see myself returning someday and just working as much as I am right now because it's a really nice place to work for people. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really nice that you say that, that you call it a rich theater community mm-hmm. because... Being in the Midwest, people outside the Quad Cities probably uh, have a different perspective. But one of our earlier guests on the <laughs> it's podcast, a nice way to put it, <laughs> um, Jake, Jake Ladd, Ladd, yeah, um, actually 
moved here to Davenport right. from California right. and chose to come here. Mm-hmm. And he was very complimentary about um, our area. So I'm glad you um, reiterated that for yeah. people. Yeah, I feel like I relate to what you're saying, though. I've mm-hmm. talked to so many people just from working at WVIK mm-hmm. who, you know, are, are you know, have moved here and they're not from here, um, but also who have you know, who are from here and have left and like went and saw the world and then decided mm-hmm. like, this is still where I wanted to settle down. And I yeah. think that's incredibly special. And yeah. I would love to be, I could see myself definitely being one of those people or maybe not, but mm-hmm. you know, like, I think either way, like we do, we have such a special, beautiful community mm-hmm. here in the quad cities. And I love, I love that it's where so many talented people have chosen yeah. to. I, I really wish my son felt that way. <laughs> he's one of the people that moved away because he will, there's nothing to do here and blah 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 <laughs> if you are bored it's because you're boring that's that what i something. say <laughs> mr hicks says that all the time he would tell his students that i knew we were kindred spirits <laughs> <laughs> oh please <laughs> um if i may i also want to give a shout out to all those theater educators out there yes oh, um yeah. i think as we were talking i was just thinking about how i got here I mean, I still have a long way to go, and I'm definitely not perfect, but I, with what I have right now as an artist and what I'm still learning is all thanks to all the theater educators I've had, um, whether it be my where I started at junior theater or my public education system educators or my fabulous theater faculty at Augustana. They've all really been integral in my growth and my artistry, and I think that's just seeing what what's happening in the world right now, I just really hope that educators continue to be at the forefront of yeah. our, you know, yeah. thoughts as far as policies go. And I everything. also want to compliment you on your humility. You don't downplay and say, oh, no. You know, so many people, when they receive compliments, try to downplay them. You just accept them, and that is the correct way for humility to come out and I really compliment you on that thank you it's definitely been a work in progress over the years but I think that's oh, also... and you've got so far to go what's that um uh Dr. Seuss all oh, the places you'll go I just I just hope that wherever you go I am able to see that because I I'm just so impressed with the breadth of your talent thank you I really appreciate that I think I speak for a lot of people, and I hope I'm not overstepping when I say you're making us real proud with everything you're doing. Thank you so much for being in the studio today. This is so fun. It was so cool to catch up with you. Mm -hmm. I'm just excited that I got to know you a little bit better. Thank you both for having me. It was really wonderful talking to you. Thanks for listening to Footlights, a community theater podcast from the Quad Cities. Footlights is a production of WVIK, Quad Cities, and PR. I'm Jaren Michelle. And I'm Chris Hicks. Break, Break a, a leg. leg.